Welcome to BitFaced, a very exciting week, or I guess week before week, that's going to be very exciting for us here. If you are a geek or any worth your salt, you know there's a little movie coming out next week called Star Wars. So I figured it would be good this week to have one of the biggest Star Wars fans I know on the podcast uh, this week, good buddy of ours, uh, Mr. David Frizzell, also actor and screenwriter David Frizzell as well. So welcome to the BitCave, sir. Oh, thank you for having me. Absolutely my pleasure. Actually, when we started doing this thing back in March, you were one of the first people that popped in my mind. I'm glad we finally got to uh, get to sit down here with you and pick your brain a little bit. Oh, yeah. I love podcasting, man. I think it's a, you know, a great medium. Uh, people able to get their ideas out there and you know share what they're thinking. And uh, I love your guys' show, so thanks for having me on. Oh, absolutely. Our pleasure. What what other podcasts do you like to listen to? What's what's in uh, I've in listened to a queue? couple I've listened to a couple of uh Ken Smith's podcasts. Uh Adam Carolla has one that's pretty good. Um just a couple here and there, but uh I like your guys. Your guys is uh pretty funny. So Hey, well that's what we shoot for here uh on Bitface. And across from me, as always, Tyler Run TRG. Hey, what's up everybody? And uh, let's start by, uh, you just took an exciting trip there, Frizz. T- tell us about that. Yeah, well, see, uh, I went out to L.A. for work, and uh, I was out there, and I was kind of like, man, there's a lot of Star Wars promotions going on. And I was like, when's the premiere? Maybe I can catch the premiere at the Chinese Theater, and it turns out that's going to be next week, and I'm already back in Georgia. And so I was real bummed out, and then uh, I uh, follow Mark Hamill on Instagram, and uh, I see he posts one day, uh, I'm going to be at my alma mater talking. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. And then it just so happens that was the day I was off work out there. So it all lined up, uh, paid a little bit of money. Um, it was a donation to his school, but um, was front row, got to hear him talk about behind-the-scenes stuff on the original trilogy, um, got an autographed picture from Empire Strikes Back, and then uh, actually got to go sit down and talk to him, like about 20 of us, went and got to hang out with him for a little while in a separate room. So it was really cool uh, meeting him. That's incredible. What uh, When he gave his lecture, uh, I guess, lecture or spoke, what was the most interesting thing as a Star Wars fan you took away from it? Oh, well, I mean, just he didn't think, he wasn't sure he was going to get the part uh, of Luke Skywalker. Uh, he... He said there were several other actors up for the role that he thought uh, might be good candidates. Uh, Kurt Russell was actually one of them, he thought. Um, he, he thought Kurt Russell would be a better Han Solo, but Kurt Russell did audition for Luke Skywalker as well. Um, but uh, he just he wasn't sure, uh, but he said he, he actually got to audition. He went in, and he was in there doing the screen test with uh, Harrison Ford, and he knew Harrison had worked with... Uh, George on um, American Graffiti and so uh, he kind of just tried to play off it he didn't know you know what Star Wars was really about and if it was really serious and he was looking over the line they fed him and it's funny because he knew that line is still ingrained in his mind they don't even use it in the film but uh, he he can still say the exact line talking about the planet Sullust and stuff like that and it it was just awesome but uh they called him back and uh, he got the role. So uh, he had only done like television and like stage stuff before that. So uh, he said that 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 moment really stuck out to him. That's awesome, and you got to actually. I could kind of tell by some of the videos you put on Facebook, you got more than just a meet and greet with him. I mean, he even sent your sister a shout out in, in Joker's voice. That's, oh yeah, oh, that's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah. So so when we went into that room. Um, we, they had like refreshments and stuff and he was doing an interview with the college, I guess, uh, press. And then he came in and he was like, all right, cause we were, we were supposed to have a photo op with him and nobody wanted to, you know, go first. So I got up and I was like, whatever. And so I walked up there and, uh, took a picture with him 
And then everybody went in a line after that and took pictures. And then he says, well, I've got about 20 more minutes before I got to head out. So if any of y'all want to chat, just let me know. And so people were asking him different questions. And I was like, well, not only is he known for his role as Luke Skywalker, but, you know, one of his other most iconic roles is that of the Joker uh, on the Batman animated series and in the Arkham games. So uh, my sister's a huge fan and I knew it would make her day uh, if I got him to send uh, her a little message. So I, I kind of walked up to him, talked to him. Uh, actually, he told me a little insider info. He uh, he said the killing joke um, voiceover stuff is not a sure thing yet. So I know there were rumors going around that he would like to come back and do that, you know, kind of as a, a good send off for the character. Uh, but he said that's not official yet. Nothing's set in stone. Uh, but it was still neat to get him to do the voice, uh, that little uh, 15 second clip for my sister. But uh, what was your uh, what was your sister's reaction? Oh, she was ecstatic. <laughs> I sent her a, I sent her a text and I was like, hey, check out Facebook and she just like sent a bunch of letters back and she's like, you, you, you did a thing. You, you did a thing right there. And, uh, she was just, uh, super excited. So, um, I actually got to give her that video file so she can, uh, put it on her phone. She's, uh, she was so happy. <laughs> that was very, uh, that's very nice and very humble of you at a time when you met one of your heroes that you, you kind of passed it off and, and, and did something cool for your sister. This is your same sister that dressed up as Harley, right? Correct. Yeah, okay. she's been a. She was a huge fan of the animated the, uh, That's the animated sister series. I've met. I've never met your other sister, but you're the oldest, like I am, right? And you have Correct. two younger sisters. Okay. Yes. I, I thought we had very similar. Uh, that's that's incredible that you did that for it and and you correct me if I'm wrong Mark seemed like a very down to earth guy hanging out with you oh yeah he was so cool he was so laid back and obviously uh, they had like a and a segment in the general audience before we went and had the little 20 person meet and greet um, and he was really open you know and talking to people about voice acting and you know what Star Wars means to everybody and then he, but he started it off saying hey I can't give anything away for you know next week uh, he's like after you know in two this was this past Sunday so he said in two weeks time it's all going to make sense to you guys um, so no spoilers or anything like that but um, and nobody re- everybody kind of respected that they, they didn't like bug him or anything like that but the moderator actually uh, I think got on his nerves a little bit because he asked him like a question. I guess Mark had uh, been in a car accident when he was younger, and he he asked him how that influenced his uh, acting choices after that. And Mark was kind of like, uh, "Thanks for asking me that," and like patted him on the back. And well, that's why kinda, they added the. Um, he got more messed up in the snow cave because of that car accident, right? Yeah, to explain the scars on his face. Yeah, so <laughs> he was like. You could tell that kind of that kind of shocked him a little bit, but other than that, like he was yeah, pretty. On, why chill. are you asking him that thirty five years later? Yeah, and the <laughs> the, mod, the moderator guy's like like in his eighties, like eh, I don't know, but uh, it was just kind of a random moment. But other than that, like the whole afternoon, it was it was called an afternoon with Mark Hamill, and that's what it felt like. It felt like you know he just invited a bunch of his friends to just come and sit and talk, and. uh it was really cool. I, I'm glad I, I chose to, to do it. I, I don't regret it at all. Oh, I mean, yeah. How could you? That's, that sounds absolutely incredible. Yeah. 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 I'm pretty so. jealous. <laughs> yeah. As soon as I posted the picture up, I, I had several uh, text messages and saying that people weren't friends with me anymore and, and they hated me. And, um, uh, haters. I'll, yeah, haters. Haters going to hate. So That's right. It, hey, I was... I, there was no hate in my heart. I was uh, I was I was jealous, but like good jealous. Like wow, yeah. I'm so psyched that David gets to go do that. Yeah, I was, so I've met so that's I've met him. I've met Anthony Daniels at Dragon Con one year, and I met Peter Mayhew. He's huge. His hands are he like when I went to shook it, uh, shake his hand. He, you know, his hands were. I, I could see why they chose him to play Chewbacca. So uh, I want to meet. Trying to get the original cast, Harrison's going to be the hard one. Oh yeah, he doesn't go to any of the cons or. Uh, as far as I can tell, everybody else does though. Yeah, Carrie was there one year, but I I didn't get to go to her panel, and when I went to uh, it was at Dragon Con, uh, I went to her autograph table, and she wasn't there during my free time, so I didn't actually get to meet her. But um, I'm sure she'll after this film, she'll be out and about more often. 
uh, maybe get a second chance at that. Certainly, certainly will. Um, I'd like to meet her. I like her a lot. Her commentary track snippets on Return of the Jedi are unbelievably hilarious. Oh yeah, she's she's funny. She uh, she gives great interviews too. I mean, she's she's a, she's a funny. She post. talks about how oh, in Star Wars I stood up to everybody. In Empire Strikes Back I wouldn't take shit from anybody. And in this movie I stand next to a giant slug and don't say anything for the first four <laughs> minutes. Yeah, <laughs> that's um, true. It, it was a good comment. I mean, her own take on her character. But I never thought about it that way before. But I was like, yeah, you're right. Princess Leia kind of gets the shaft and. In Jedi, at least in the beginning of the movie. Oh yeah, totally. She but gets to she, be eye candy, but I mean, yeah, but then, but then you know she kind of turns it on its head once everything starts going down on Jabba's sail barge. Uh, that is true, and she does. Pretty, she does get to kill him. Yeah, 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 she does get her uh, her revenge right there. How much have you looked at on the new movie, or have you been like me trying to avoid every bit of information that you can? Okay, so I kind of think about it like uh, like it's uh, we're all on a ship and there's one last uh, lifeboat and we have to hop on that lifeboat right now or we're going to see stuff that uh, <laughs> this these next few days it's going to sp- really spoil the movie. And so I've kind of, you know, I've watched all the TV spots, I've watched the trailers um, I heard like there's that. a Chinese trailer that came out today that they were like, if you don't want shit spoiled that you haven't seen, not story, but they said there's a lot of shots in this trailer that you have not seen before. Don't watch it. And I that didn't. is correct. There is a lot of new footage, but it's it's I guess different different pieces of scenes we've seen in the other footage. But there's you know there's a scene with Han Solo. Uh, I'm not going to spoil it for you guys, uh, but it's. Um, it it makes it feel even more like oh my gosh this is star wars like this this is kind of harkening back to the original trilogy so i feel like uh like i said they're going to start doing the press screening soon and and stuff's probably really going to leak i mean you've obviously got pictures from like kids storybooks and uh toys and and legos and different things like that that are you know already starting to pop up and um so it's just really hard especially in you know, this day and age with social media to, to try to avoid everything. So, um, I steer clear these next few days before Thursday or Friday, whenever you, you get to see it, that'd be my advice. But, uh, I've been following it pretty closely. Okay. Uh, I like little tidbits. I'm really, really hoping, you know, there's some, some mention of Boba Fett in the movie, but I, I highly doubt, I highly doubt it'll happen, but I, I'm crossing my fingers. He is the most played hero on Star Wars Battlefront as of today. Yeah, I saw the statistics that uh, EA uh, Dice posted up, and I, I was like, wow, that's that's pretty awesome. I've seen people play with him, and, I, and I've played with him, and uh, I have to agree, you know, he's got a lot, you know, you can do, especially, you know, with his jetpack and wrist rocket and all that stuff. But um, I don't know, it's, uh, it's pretty neat seeing that he's the, the top hero being played right now. I thought they. I thought a lot of the statistics on Battlefront were very interesting. Yeah. Oh yeah, like the ATST being the the most uh, the deadliest. Used, yeah, the deadliest vehicle in the game or whatever. Absolutely is. I, I got eighteen kills with it once. Oh wow. Yeah, it's. Uh, are you playing Battlefront? Yeah, I've been playing. Obviously, these past few weeks since I've been in LA, I, I haven't had a chance to play, so I'm kind of going through withdrawals. I think. You know, I haven't slept for the past twenty six hours, so I'm going to get some sleep here soon but uh tomorrow i'm gonna try to play as much battlefront as i can to try to you know catch up on lost time well if you uh if you need a partner tomorrow just hit me up i uh we're supposed to get a ton of snow i don't think i'm going anywhere so oh definitely yeah 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 we, hit, hit me we up. can hit hoth together uh oh without a doubt we can no, <laughs> the digital no. snow now you you kind of alluded in a message you sent me earlier that you had some some beef with Battlefront. Let's let's talk about that before we go back to the uh, the new movie. Oh yeah yeah yeah. I I mean okay so I agree. I listened to you guys talk about it uh, in one of your previous episodes, and I agree with you uh, talking about fun and how it's in your top five and and it, it it feels like you're in the movie like how authentic it is and how they went to you know Lucasfilm and and scanned everything it and it feels it feels great. But I also have to agree with the fact that you know there's there's not that much content for a you know a sixty dollar game like does it really justify? And then you've got the DLC, which is 
like 50 bucks on top of that um i feel like that that should have been the full game that should have been the 60 bucks you know and then maybe added stuff later on but i don't know i just uh, there's a lot of game modes um you know the battle of jakku just came out uh the dlc um that's free to those i guess who have pre-ordered it um free for everybody now oh is it free for everybody okay the, deal, so, the pre-order uh those of us that pre-ordered it got it a week early right so I've, I've had jakku for two weeks everyone oh, else wow. i think got it tuesday Okay, so I haven't even yeah. See, so I've been in LA for two weeks. I haven't even gotten to play my my pre order bonus. So I'm gonna hop on there. Everybody's already gonna know Jakku. Uh, I mean, my goal is to play. I know before next week, before um, before uh, the movie comes out. But I mean, just to kind of see the events that lead up to the landscape that, that Ray lives in in the movie. But um, I don't know. I, it's a great Star Wars experience. For sure. But I also have to say uh, what Disney's doing. I don't know if you've played the Disney Infinity Star Wars toy sets. Uh, Rising I, Empire. I have a little bit. Jacob has them, and I'll probably end up playing with him Christmas Eve and Christmas Day a lot. Yeah. Uh, I bought an a Infinity figure. I have a Han Solo. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I've, I've collected most of the Star Wars figures. Um, I tell you what, that, that game's fun, though. I mean, and there's a lot to do. And all the different, you know, vehicles in that as well. So, I mean, I mean, obviously on the technical level, it's not not there. But in terms of fun and and, and uh, quantity in the content, how much how much you're getting for your money, uh, I think that kind of outweighs Battlefront. But um, obviously, the hardcore gamer is going to go with uh, Battlefront, and I really like it. It's just um, I don't feel like there's enough content in that initial release to justify that price point. But, um, I think we both and, agree with you there. Yeah. I'm kind of glad Eric just told me earlier that it's 40 bucks right now for the holidays. And, I yeah. like, and that's, that's worth it to me. That, that kind of makes me mad. Like I, I bought it and I've, I haven't had a chance to play that much and now it's 40 bucks and it's like, I could have just, you know, waited <laughs> a little bit, but I don't know. It's, um, I don't know it when you get on indoor. If you're in, in uh, gosh, indoor is a beautiful map. Uh, uh, you know all the map. Was it four maps or four planets? Right, Tatooine, uh, indoor, Solus, and, and Hoth, yeah, and, and now Jakku. Uh, I mean, gosh, they look you know like you pulled it right out of the out of the Blu-ray movie, and so yeah. that is so awesome. If you play it on PC, and maybe soon Xbox, because I know they're trying to do it, but on PC for now, they have some mods that make it look even more like a film. They grit it up a little bit. I saw that on the Oh, line. yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw that headline with the the, uh, the film mod, where it makes it even look even more realistic. It's yeah, pretty where insane. It, it's photorealistic. It, yeah. yeah. It literally does look just like you're playing one of the movies. Yeah. So, that's yeah, pretty I mean, awesome. That's cool, and I hope... That's one thing when they they announced that they said modding's coming to the Xbox One. One of the things like I'm I'm a huge PC gamer, but mods are half the reason. So give me a controller and a big TV, like Eric's argument, and some mods, and and I might be right there with you. Oh yeah, and I think uh, I kind of take the take the path away from Star Wars for a sec, but I I read I guess whenever uh, Bethesda. Um, talking about Fallout, I guess uh, the mods for the PC were also going to be available at some point on the Xbox One. Uh, you would be able to download those as well. Did you guys hear that also? Or... Absolutely. Yeah. So absolutely heard that. Uh, that's pretty cool uh, that you're able to share across like that. And I think they're trying to do more integration with the Windows 10 stuff and the Xbox stuff uh, cross crossing with each other. So. Uh, it'll be interesting going forward to see what Microsoft's uh, stand is on that. How are you liking your one? Oh, I love it, man. Yeah, I, uh, I really like mine too. It's uh, it, it took a little bit to get used to the new dashboard. Now that I'm used to it, I, it doesn't bother me. Oh, I, I think it was an improvement, to be honest. Uh, just you know, able to go left and then have all those options right there and not having to open up your friends list separately and all that. Um I mean, I don't have a connect with mine. I bought the uh, one terabyte Advanced Warfare model when that one came out. 
so it didn't come with the connect so i don't i don't don't snap stuff by giving commands but um just using the controller uh i don't know the new dashboard i like it i like it a lot more than the previous one you're not missing anything with the connect the only thing that i do with the connect is when I need to record a game clip, I can just say, Xbox, record that. That is honestly, I still turn the system on with my thumb. <laughs> oh my gosh. I just don't. I, I, I mean, I live in an apartment, so doing the fitness games on a second story or second floor apartment is not good. No, uh, your neighbors are going to hate you. <laughs> no, that, they already have to put up with <laughs> with enough. <laughs> um, so yeah, you're not missing much with the Connect, And I had to actually buy a two terabyte external drive for my one because I filled mine up within six months. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's, that's what I did. Uh, cause I started, I bought, you know, some of the arcade or whatever, you know, indie games, uh, and I was, uh, installing everything. And I, I, I saw that terabyte filling up and I was like, Oh my gosh. And so I, I looked online and I saw the WD, my book, uh, the four terabyte, uh, was on sale and they they recommend that one so that's that's what I grabbed so I, and I highly recommend it I, th- I think it works well so I, I have that four four terabyte sitting there also it'll take you a while to fill that up have you gone from buying hard copies of games to purchasing digitally like I have mm, uh, no well it, it uh, the arcade versions or like you know the um, I guess the games with gold and stuff like that I download digitally. I don't know. There's just something about a hard copy to me. Um, it's uh, tangible. I don't know. It, it's just uh, going and getting your new game. Um, I don't know. I just like the feeling of going you know, going to midnight or something and picking up an actual copy as opposed to digital. But in some cases, I will download a digital copy. So I prefer digital so much more now if only because – I don't have to switch discs. I was just about to bring that oh, up. Oh, yeah, like, yeah. You don't have to get off your couch. <laughs> well, no, no. It's not even having to get up to do it. It's when I can switch games on the fly. There's just, nothing to load. It's Yeah, hit the PS or Xbox button, depending on what you have. And just switch straight and to another switch game. Switch straight to another game. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, you know, yeah that's, that's very convenient. Um, I agree with you there. Um, but I still like, you know, I have a friend, you know, at work who's like, I haven't played Mad Max. You know, what do you think? Well, I've got a copy here. Let me let you borrow it. So, um, and did you they, like, uh, did you like Mad Max? Yeah, I played, you know, I buy so many, I buy so many of these games and I, and I start them and then I don't get to finish them or I need to go back and play them. But of what I played, I actually did, uh, like it. So I need to go back and, and actually finish it, but uh, I enjoyed it in the, the open world, you know, and the driving mechanics, I, I, I really enjoyed it. I had a lot of fun with it, too, but just like you, I have not, I'm not even close to finishing it. I haven't finished Metal Gear yet. I haven't finished The Witcher yet. Uh, there's a lot of games that I probably won't finish this year. Right. I, I'm right in that same boat with you. I beat Tomb Raider. Oh, sweet. Yeah, Tomb Raider I did finish. Uh, I'm not even going to get close to beating Fallout before the end of December. There's no way. Well, that's that's the the Tomb Raider thing. So I I didn't jump on board when they rebooted it, and then the definitive edition came out, and it was a Games with Gold release. Yes. And so uh, I downloaded it, and I haven't started playing it yet, but I hear awesome things about Rise of the Tomb Raider as well. So I think I'm gonna uh, try to do that over the holiday, play a little bit of the definitive edition, and see how I like it. The first game, 100%, is worth playing through. Yeah. All right, cool. Not saying Rise isn't, but the first game is incredible. I mean, awesome. you, could, you could waste so much time just a survival aspect in that game, not even just playing through the story. Yeah. So definitely worth it. Talking about survival, what, what do you guys think about the uh, Far Cry Primal uh, game coming out? It looks very interesting, and I've played, I think, every Far Cry game, so this one will get played, too. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I think 3 and 4, uh, and then uh, Blood Dragon, uh, I think those were all solid entries. Um, Blood so. Dragon was phenomenal. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I wish they'd make another, but I keep reading that, uh, you know, they, they won't, won't go back to it, but uh, Michael Bean and, I don't know, I, I really uh, I really enjoyed that one. That was fun. Blood, Blood Dragon should have just been called right up my alley because that is exactly what I want in a game, in a movie, in anything. I love that stuff. Yeah, and I feel like if you guys saw that uh, short film on YouTube or Netflix, uh, Kung Fury, I feel like they, they kind of drew some influence from um, 
from uh, Blood Dragon. I know he, he said he had other influences, but uh, I just got that feeling. Uh, did you guys watch that? Oh, it's, it's been mentioned and talked about many times here in the Bit Cave. Oh, okay, good. <laughs> one, one of one of our favorites, actually. I think yeah. I think I've seen it ten times. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, there's actually you guys should look it up. There was a cosplay. I think it was from Dragon Con where someone actually dressed up as the uh, Laser Unicorn's arcade bot that he fights at the beginning of the film, um, and they they did such an awesome job with the cosplay. You really need. I think they won some awards. So check out that picture if you can find it. Oh, I definitely will. Um, and, and kind of in the same vein as that is Turbo Kid. Oh, yeah, yeah. Turbo Kid uh, was a lot of fun. Uh, kind of, you know, got that Mad Max, but with like a BMX kind of feel. Uh, I don't know. And Michael Ironside, you know, he's great as a villain. It's just uh, over-the-top goodness. I, I, I enjoyed that one as well. What else? Um, I used to talk with you ad nauseum about films when you and I would see each other what else did you really like this year? Because I know you've seen a couple things that uh, that I, I certainly haven't. I really like Mad Max. That's probably right up there at the top. Um, Creed, uh, the Rocky spinoff, was actually really well done. I have uh, heard it that it's really good. Yes, it is. Um, Michael B. Jordan and then, gosh, Sylvester Stallone, probably that's probably his best performance. He deserves, you know, I know he just got nominated for a Golden Globe. And um, if he Everyone's gets nominated for an he's Oscar, a shoe in for best supporting actor. Oh yeah, he he is outstanding in that movie. I, I didn't know he had that kind of range. And, and when I saw, it, you know, I you know when they came out with Rocky Balboa, you know, he kind of had shades of that. But in this one, he's just he shows he's more than just the macho tough guy. There's some vulnerability there. So I definitely recommend you check out um, check out Creed. Would it uh, would Creed be appropriate to take an eleven year old to? Um, there there are some, I don't know, uh, thematic elements. I guess uh, some situations. Uh, Michael B. Jordan's character's kind of he moves uh, to Philly and uh, kind of gets involved with some stuff. But it's I mean it's PG thirteen, but it's. Um, I took him to Spectre and he was okay. Yeah, he he he'd probably be all right. Okay. Yeah, I it's definitely just, will. So. You, you, it's just you like, you know, that. the kind of uh, mentality, uh, you know, I'm tough kind of and then getting into the wrong, you know, situations in some some certain scenes. So I don't want to spoil anything, but um, I think no, if you recommend it, be I'll definitely see it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whether I'll take him or not, I don't know, but I'll, <laughs> I'll definitely go see it myself. I mean, I'm not 11 years old, but you could take me. Yeah. Are it, you a Rocky fan, Tyler, at all? Because I'm not. Yeah, I don't know. I saw the like trailer for Creed and it looked good though. Yeah, so... I mean, it's a good boxing movie. I mean, because you know we, they focused on Rocky, you know, so much through all the films, and so they kind of, all right, well, let's go this different way, and it works um, from beginning to end. So I, I definitely recommend checking it out. As long as Creed isn't on the soundtrack, I'm good. <laughs> I actually thought that while I was sitting there in the theater, I was like, uh, are they going to play you know higher or something? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it didn't happen, so. No, because if they would have, the movie would not be getting the acclaim that it is now. <laughs> yeah. Um, also, Inside Out uh, was really good. I've heard Sorry. really good. You saw that, didn't you, Tyler? Oh, yeah. I okay. took Titus to it, in fact. Oh, my gosh. It was awesome. Uh, I haven't seen that yet. Yeah, yeah, it's phenomenal. And I think one of my favorite parts is, like, the, the credit sequence. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Start to finish, like. I almost cried during a part of it. Oh, I, oh! I, I'll admit that I did. You know, it's kind of like up. It's, uh, it's it Pixar knows how to tug at the heartstrings. Yeah. Oh, now I'm definitely gonna have to check it out because I loved Up. I loved Wally. Yeah. Uh, you. I like. I like their movies. Yeah, you'd enjoy it. It's it's uh, fantastic. That's yeah. rentable, isn't it? I have it on Blu-ray. Yeah, just yeah. let me borrow it, Tyler. There you go. <laughs> yeah, don't pay the money. <laughs> oh no, trust me. Uh, we, we we do our best here in the Bit Cave to to make sure that we share all sure. of our. Yeah, like, Tyler's got the PS4. I've got the one. Like, yeah, sharing is caring. That's hey, it, it gaming and and being a geek is expensive. I I agree. <laughs> yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, being being a geek is has never been cheap. Well, you know how big of a Star Wars fan I know. That's why you know we've been talking about it, but I. I bought all those. I've bought every Star Wars Disney Infinity figure, and then 
they just announced the light up FX ones where when you place them on the infinity uh, um, portal, uh, the lightsabers glow, the like lights directed through the figure to the lightsabers. And I was like, are you serious? I got Do they cost more? Are they like 19 bucks instead of 13 bucks? I think they're the same price, but they're, they're like harder to find. There's like Luke's at Walmart and, uh, you know, uh, Darth Maul or no, not Darth Maul. Cause they couldn't do his cause he had the two blades, but, uh, like Vader's at Toys R Us. And it's like, uh, I got to go to all these different locations to hunt them down. So I haven't even had a chance to do that yet because they released them while I was over, you know, in L.A. I didn't have room to to pack all those things and bring them back. So you say you have every Star Wars Infinity figure. How many figures are we talking about? Uh, there's at least, gosh, fifteen maybe. Wow. Okay. I've yeah. I only have I only have Han Solo. <laughs> yeah. I well, I got the you know the starter set because I didn't have Infinity at first, and I told Michael, you know, you and I know a good friend of ours, Michael Peterson. Um, I told uh, told him I said if they ever because he's been trying to get me on board with the Infinity series for a while, and I said if they ever made a Star Wars playset and released a Boba Fett Infinity figure, I would buy the game. And they announced it, and I held true to my word. And, and it seems like you've really liked the game. Reap told us that it was, for a Star Wars fan, it's worth the, I don't know, what's the starter set cost? 80 bucks? 60 bucks? Yeah, well, they, they dropped it down for the holidays, so I think it's like 50 right now. It's uh, it's not bad. It's like 49 or 45 or something like that, so. Yeah, that definitely sounds worth a try. I know I played before Infinity was out Skylanders. So, I mean, is it similar in, like, play style? Like, Skylanders reminded me of, like, Gauntlet. Like where you just pick a character, run around, and and shoot stuff essentially. Yeah, that's that's how it is. I mean, because in Infinity you've got the toy box mode where you can place any character, you know, and do whatever. And then once you go into actual the the play sets, so the first one being Twilight of the Republic, you're restricted to using Anakin, Ahsoka, Yoda, and Obi Wan. And then as you complete the campaign missions. Uh, you find coins to unlock um, playable characters. So you beat a mission, you find the Darth Maul coin. Now you can go back and play that mission with Darth Maul if you wanted to. I was kind of disappointed in that, that I could not play with Han out of the box. Oh, with the... Um, for Rise of the Empire or for uh, for which one? I, I Whatever Jacob was... Whatever Jacob had, I could not play with Han Solo. I oh, yeah. had to find... Like, just like kind of like you said, you have, what'd you say? You have to find tokens? Yeah, it's like a character token on the map, and then it unlocks uh, them as a playable character if you have the figure. Why do they make you do that? Why not let me play with the figure that I bought right away? <laughs> yeah, that is that is interesting. And then there's like specific uh, challenges, like uh, kill, kill three stormtroopers with Chewbacca uh, after doing something with like this figure, and it's like... Well, I don't have Chewbacca yet, so how am I supposed to complete this part of the mission? So, You know, I heard the same complaint about LEGO Dimensions, that you spend half of the game seeing all the shit that you don't own. Yeah, it's like, buy this to unlock this part. So yeah, there there are some downsides. Just like, you know, I, I went on earlier about uh, the, the uh, how much Battlefront costs, uh, but now that I think about how much I spend on these figures, I... Um, I sound pretty stupid uh, earlier talking about that. So <laughs> Now let uh, me ask you this, since I know you are a gamer and we all live under a budget, do you have your Xbox linked with one of your friends? Oh, uh, like sharing uh, games or whatever? Yeah, because mine's linked with my good buddy Snoop Dogg back in Atlanta, mm-hmm. and we talk to each other frequently, and it, I mean, it was basically, hey, you buy Battlefront, I'll buy Fallout. You buy this, I'll buy that. So my gaming budget, I've been able to cut it in half this year almost. Oh, wow. Yeah, I've heard of people doing that. And like you said, since you're buying all yours digitally, uh, it kind of works out. So That's um, the caveat is the disc versions don't work. Right. So I, since I've bought all disc pretty much for mine, with the exception of the games with gold um, uh, and my Advanced Warfare, which was a digital copy that came with the console, um, no, I haven't. I haven't actually tried that. So uh, I've had a couple people at work be like, hey, you know, you can do this if you set your your Xbox as a home console here and then, 
you know, if I set yours to mine, mine, you, you know, and and then we can share stuff. And I'm like, well, I don't ever buy them digitally. And they're like, oh, never mind. <laughs> and so it's, you know, I, it, it's worked out well for me. But again, if you do like the disc, that's that's where there is there's the disadvantages, right? So I mean, I may explore, you know, that like like you said, I got the external hard drive capacity to do that if I wanted. So uh, that's something I may look into. Um, and then, but I mean, another thing is, I don't know how GameStop, you know, if they're, you know, trading in as far as, you know, you can't do that with a digital copy. So if I get tired or I, I can't play a game anymore, I can still try to, you know, trade it in and get some credit. And I don't know how long those stores will still be valid if we move towards, cause you know, all the industries, music, movies, games, it's all going towards downloadable, you know, oh, I, uh, I, I know it's not been good for the artist, but Spotify, it might be my favorite thing in the entire world. Yeah. So it's like, how much longer will we have a physical, you know, medium, you know, for each? I'm moving away from it. I mean, I'm, I'm older than both of you guys, and I probably have double the physical media of you guys. And I mean, to be honest with you, I'm kind of running out of space. Right. But yeah, that's com- another. Comic books, hard copies of games, DVDs, Blu-ray. Uh, I mean, everything. It's physical media. And I've started, it's so much cheaper to, you know, $10 subscription for Marvel Unlimited, $10 subscription to Spotify, you know, PlayStation Now, if that works out at some point, might not be a bad idea. Because, I mean, you know, $10 for Netflix, $10 for Hulu, 40 bucks, you know, less than the price of one game, and I just have access to a huge library of everything that I want to do. That's kind of like my friend pitching EA Access to me. He's like, well, I'm paying five bucks a month, um, you know, and I get the whole EA library. It's cheaper than that. Isn't it only 40 a year? Oh, is it? I don't know. Is there like a yearly plan as well for it? I do. I, I do yearly recurring, and it has been worth every penny for me, only because I get every EA game for at least 10 hours completely playable a week early, well, I can normally blow through half the game or more in that amount of time. And right. the whole, you get the whole EA library, yeah, but it's the old. It's like Battlefield Hardline, it just became free for EA Access. But you oh, get a okay. discount, right? Oh, yeah, I got um, 10% off of every EA game I buy. Yeah, which, I mean, if you buy a game a month, easily pays for... Only EA month. games, though. So. Oh, I know. But I, I won't buy an EA game every month. That's fair. <laughs> half of them are sports games. I bought Rory McIlroy, Battlefront. That's it this year. I've only purchased two EA, two EA titles, I'm pretty sure. That's still got to be, what, 60 bucks, 10%, so 12 bucks. And, I mean, if your subscription's $40, you are you know, you're a third, fourth of the way there. Well, and we all got Battlefront a week early. Like, yeah. there's, there's certain advantages to it. I can, But if you're into sports... 100% go for it. I'm really not into sports, and I still think it's been worth the money. Yeah, my friend, he's into FIFA, Madden, NHL. Like, he loves all that stuff. So he was, like, really trying to pitch it to me. So See, that's a prime example. This year, David, I got Madden for 10 hours early, and I got 600 achievement points in three hours. And I was like, well, no need to spend 60 bucks. <laughs> nice. Because you know me. I'm going to play Madden for a weekend. Right. And then I'm never going to play it again. Right. With your Chiefs, right? That do you damn straight with my Chiefs? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's exactly who I. Uh, are you still playing in Madden tournaments and things like that every year? Uh, I've kind of kind of backed off. They they don't. I don't know. They they kind of well. Ever since NCAA, well, since they had that whole lawsuit and they stopped making those, I I'm not. There's more people who are, I guess, uh, involved with Madden than they were NCAA. I mean, the mechanics are the same, but. I don't know. I went to a Madden tournament uh, for this last one, and I I made it a couple rounds in, but I I didn't get as far as I had in previous years. So I haven't been playing it as much, you know, as I had in the past. But uh, I still enjoy a good. Uh, I played. Let's see, a couple weeks ago, I played a friend of mine. Uh, we went. We almost went to overtime. It was real close. It was like a three point game at the end of it. So, and it, that's exciting because you know you're you're talking trash uh, <laughs> over the headset, and uh, uh, it's fun. Uh, you know, this that one on one kind of battlefield. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, you and I have to play some uh, 
some Battlefront sometime tomorrow. Hit me up. I know you have my phone number. You know how to get a hold of me. So. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, we need to play some tomorrow. But let's kind of circle back to the new movie. Oh, yeah. I thought about this today when I was I was walking around the neighborhood. And as much as I don't want to be excited, I can't help it. <laughs> as much as I don't want to walk in hyped and I really want to walk in stone-faced until I see the film, I can't help but like not be happy to see Star Wars shit everywhere. Oh yeah, it's like <laughs> the whole the whole market is I mean everywhere. Like I was at the airport today, at LAX. Uh they have like a Mattel store and of course the table right out front is completely covered in Star Wars stuff. I get to Hartsfield in Atlanta, same thing, one of their little stores in the airport, Star Wars stuff. Uh, you know, when I was out in California, Every almost every store in the mall, like they've got freaking uh, Star Wars nail polish and makeup and stuff. It's it's crazy, but I mean, I still I'm like, yes, it's back. You know, it's it's uh, you know like a, a dormant volcano, and, and now it's about to erupt again. And I was listening to people talk about, you know, right now the MCU, you know, Marvel's Cinematic Universe. That's where it's at right now, as far as you know having control of the movie industry and how, you know, how regularly they put out, you know, hits. Uh, that's about to become, Star Wars is about to, you know, overcome that. Because, you know, you've got episode seven next week. Then you've got the anthology films, which start with Rogue One next year. And then you've got episode eight. And then you're going to have, you know, the spinoff film, so you, or the other anthology film, so the Han Solo film, the Boba Fett film. And then you're going to have, you know, the rest of the trilogy. So, you know, we're going to get a lot of Star Wars, you know, over the next few years. And then talks about, you know, a live action series, maybe on Netflix or whatever. And then the resurrection of possibly that game that Lucas Arts was working on uh, Star Wars thirteen 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 thirteen. Yeah, I heard that that yeah. might be coming back, but there was talks. So I mean, it's Star Wars isn't going anywhere. Is this is only the beginning, and so after you know next Thursday, it's it's just gonna the train's just gonna keep on moving. You know, everyone hated when Disney bought Star Wars, when Disney bought Marvel, but holy shit, are they doing really well with it? Yeah, they've they've managed it, the properties well. I mean, and they they put it they're doing the right thing by by having it in the right hands. So like Kathleen Kennedy, who kind of took over Lucasfilm for George, you know, after he sold it, she's you know she's doing a great job. And by hiring J.J. Abrams, you know, someone who clearly knows how to you know take a franchise and uh, reinvigorate it. Um, you know, he's proven himself with Star Trek, so. I, you know, I think the it's in good hands, and then you know you've got Ryan Johnson who did Looper. That makes me the most excited yeah. of all. When I heard that he was attached to do eight, I was like, now you have my attention. JJ is fifty fifty for me. Right. Ryan Johnson has never made a movie that I did not like. And, and then and then episode nine, Colin Trevorrow. You know, I know he did Jurassic World, and that you know that had hit a lot of you know had a lot of nostalgia points too. But you know, it wasn't critically you know it was kind of on the fence but um you know I his like film it. his film i don't know if you guys have seen it but safety not guaranteed uh love oh that yeah movie. it was absolutely so good. loved that film yeah so i mean I, you know i think in it you know he's handled you know jurassic world so i think you know he he might be a good choice as well for finishing out this next trilogy but um uh i'm excited for where it's going and you know next week is gonna be kind of uh telling of, of where it's going to be going so when do you get to see the movie all right so a uh, funny story i the the day they were going to sell the tickets i thought they're going to sell them in the morning no we're going to sell them at night you know during the trailer premiere or whatever when they when they premiered that first theatrical trailer that really kind of showed you what was going on uh so i was off work and i was like awesome i'm going to buy my tickets and i was thinking do i get them on fandango or do I go down and, and physically get my tickets? And I had read a news article earlier that day about the tickets going on sale over in the UK and it was crashing all the ticket websites. And I was like, oh gosh, what if it happens on Fandango? I'm going to be screwed. And so I decided to drive down to the Mall of Georgia. I met my friend there. Uh, we grabbed a bite to eat and then we walked up to the kiosk 
uh, there was a line already to buy tickets at the box office. We're like, hey, let's check the kiosk because some some places, some AMC's and stuff had already started selling them online early on Fandango, and uh, it was crashing the app and the website. So we went over to the kiosk. Nobody had bought any tickets yet uh, at the Mall of Georgia. So we went ahead and bought some for uh, Thursday night, the 17th at 7 p.m. in IMAX 3D, right in the top middle. It's going to be awesome. Okay, so you 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 will technically see the movie, I think, an hour before me, two hours before me. Okay. Yeah. Because I get to see it at seven, but seven Mountain Time on the oh, okay. seventeenth. Yeah. So, so you you will be in the theater seeing the end of the movie as I am walking in to start it. Correct. And then I'm going IMAX 3D Saturday night in Denver, so I'll see it twice next week. Yeah, I'm seeing it uh, Thursday night um, with my sisters and some close friends. I bought. I just. I almost bought up a whole row when I was there. Just you know, and then I was like telling people, "All right, I got tickets. Who wants to go?" Kind of thing. And then um, uh, the next night, my dad and uh, uh, some of his friends and one of my other friends, is go- uh, they, they almost bought a whole row. And so I bought a ticket uh, to see it with them on Friday night, the 18th as well. So I'll be seeing it in IMAX back-to-back. And I think I want to go to a traditional theater to see it non-3D uh, to see how if that experience is any different. So I'll probably do that the following week. But um, how about you, Tyler? I don't have tickets yet, but you know, we have a uh, one of our our friends Elijah, who still has tickets for seven p.m. for his showing through Movie Camp. So, I think I'm going to go see it and hang out with them. We've got we've got bit connections here in the Bit Cave. We can get into screening. <laughs> oh, cool! Too. Yeah, I yeah. saw I saw a post on Reddit. Um, was it this morning? Uh, th- Disney had sent a letter out to uh, the projectionists at the movie theater. And since I used to be a projectionist, I thought it was kind of funny reading the letter talking about, you know, how the screening prior to the actual showing should be handled. And then it was like, uh, it was, uh, it was only allowed a projectionist and a manager should be the only people, two people to see, uh, the movie. And someone cracked a joke about, uh, only two there are a, a manager and a projectionist like kind of like the sith rule or whatever and so i thought it was uh, hilarious but um i think it's cool that they they probably get to screen it a little bit earlier than everybody else so that's kind of a a plus of being a projectionist if there yeah. are such, such things anymore you, usually it's all digital but um you still have to have someone to press play yeah i guess so uh when i i used to work with 35 millimeter and then when we switched over, you know, they had like a program schedule for all the movies. So as long as you ingested the hard drive, you know, into the central uh, server that sent it out to all the projectors, uh, it could just take that time schedule and, and play it. You, re- you really don't even have to press play. It's all timed. There's uh, there's glitches, though. I know I worked at a movie theater and when we went digital, I forget exactly the two movies, but it was... I want to say it was like some some cartoon and then they ended up putting like jackass over it instead. Oh so my gosh. These yeah. parents are running out like, "Oh my god, what's on the screen? Help us, please, please." Like, yeah, cuz the opening of those jackass films are like <laughs> right off the bat they're like some crazy stunt. And so, you can imagine a bunch the of The first kids. one's not The first one's the giant shopping cart into rent a car crash up derby. Oh, okay. Um, oh, that's right. Eric's a Eric's a, a, a master at this. Uh, but to say you you got me a, a jackass poster, David, that I still have to this day because you know how much of a fan I am. Yeah, right. yeah. The third one's the Bull Run, right? No, the Bull Run is Jackass Two. Okay, okay. The third one is when they it's the three D opening when they all walk through the rainbow. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, Knoxville kicks uh, Wee Man in the nuts. <laughs> And then the first skit in Jackass 3 is the high five. One of the best skits, in my opinion, that they've ever done. But anyway, you know, we actually we might be getting another Jackass movie and not bad grandpa either. Oh, yeah, I've heard I've heard rumblings. I have too. I think I think the big trepidation is they don't want to do a movie without Ryan Dunn. Yeah, that was uh Kind of, Ryan, Ryan brought a lot. If you go back and watch the movies, there's a lot of really good segments that are strictly Ryan driven. Right. And then didn't he and uh, 
Ryan Dunn and uh, what's her face? Um, Jessica, is it Chobot. Cho- Chobot? They did that series for a little while on, uh, was it Spike TV or? Spike TV, yeah, or um, it was either Spike TV or G4. G4, I, yeah. I met Chobot. She's actually very, very nice. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I, I have a very blurry picture with her. <laughs> it's like, this is her, I promise. No, you you can tell it's her, but she was super nice. Oh, uh, cool. Yeah, I, I met her at a, at a GameStop convention one year. So what is a but we got Star Wars coming up next week. Is there anything you played this year, watched this year? What have I missed out on this year, Dave? Oh, uh, oh gosh. I don't know. Well, like like uh movie-wise, I would say you need to see Creed. Uh game-wise, uh did you guys play Ori and the Blind Forest? Loved it. Yeah. Was that this year go, or last to- year? This year, you'd have to go back to like Bitface episode four. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Three, I, uh, myself, Tyler, and Brad Allen were all sitting in my living room t- in tears. Yeah. After we watched the intro to that game. Gosh, the uh, the art direction for that game is amazing. And uh, that might end up being my number one this year. Yeah, that was good. Um, I'm trying to think of anything else I played that uh, was kind of off the radar. I don't know. I, nothing comes to mind. That was a that was a big one. Um, I don't. I can't think of anything right off the top of my head. Um, movie wise, I don't know. Uh, TV show wise, I guess. Are you guys uh, you guys uh, stream stuff? Or are you watch anything actually on TV? Uh, besides sports, no. But Netflix, Hulu, and I have access to HBO, Star, Showtime. I think you guys, I don't know if you've heard of it, but it's called Mr. Robot uh, from USA. Everyone has told me that that is one of the best shows ever. Uh, Where are you watching that at? Where can I watch that? Okay, so I I don't know where you can watch it at. I binge watched it on the airplane uh, going back and forth to L.A. I watched, they had the whole season on there. And so I sat there, I I was like, oh, okay, I wanted to check this out because it's kind of the hacker uh, kind of uh, vibe to it, um, kind of the anonymous uh, kind of feel to it, and so I was like, oh, I'll give it, a, I'll give it a go. And from the first episode, it pulled me in, and it's uh, it's pretty gritty, and um, it's really well done. It's it's well written. Uh, I think you guys would would both enjoy it if you checked it out. Okay, well, I'll definitely check it out. Along the same lines, did you uh, did you ever watch Silicon Valley? Uh, no, I have not. Is that's, that on? Is that on HBO? That's HBO, HBO. Yeah, it's right after. It's the spot right after Game of Thrones. Okay, yeah, I've heard of it, but I've I, I've never watched it. What's the premise on that one? It's um, so the reason why I say it's kind of along the same lines is there's a guy who he's just a programmer and he programs this algorithm um, for com- video compression, and then they start a company, and it just goes through his experiences in Silicon Valley and. Oh, well. All the crazy shit that happens to him. <laughs> that sounds like fun. Is it is a comedy, right? Oh yes, yeah. and it's one of the funniest shows I think I've I've watched in a long time. I have uh, HBO Go, I think, so I'll, I'll have to check it out. Yeah, I've heard good things about it too. It's, I'm always very reluctant to start a new show. Yeah. Right. Uh, oh, uh, movies! Uh, I just thought of one. Did you guys see uh, Ex Machina? No, but I I've heard that that's the next thing I need to watch. Oh yeah, it's got two uh it's circling back around to Star Wars. It's got two of the Force Awakens stars in it. Um Oscar Isaac uh who plays Poe Dameron in um The Force Awakens and then uh Dominal Gleason who uh is Brendan Gleason's son. He plays General Hux who is uh in the First Order in the new Star Wars. Uh they're they're two of the main characters in uh, Ex Machina, but it, it's it's uh, really well done. It's kind of like, what if you went off, uh, what if you worked at Facebook, kind of, and uh, went to stay with Mark Zuckerberg for a weekend off in his private uh, bunker out in, like, the middle of n- nowhere, but it's, like, really high-tech kind of thing, and he's working on some secret project. It, it's, it's really interesting. It has a lot to do with artificial intelligence and stuff like that, so you guys should check that out, too. Have you put your top five, top ten together for the year yet? Can you can I you give some spoilers to the bit faced audience here? Uh top five. I mean I already named three. Um 
So Creed, Ex- without a doubt, Mad Max, without a doubt, and Ex Machina, right? Ex Machina, yeah. Um, uh, like I said, Inside Out. Inside Out, okay. Um, gosh, I'm trying to think. It's hard. Uh, I, there's a couple more I want to see that come out, like n- Christmas, like The Hateful Eight uh, by Quentin Tarantino. And um, See, I heard that was Christmas, but now I'm hearing it's January 1st. Okay, so I... There's a 70 millimeter print coming out on Christmas Day in like 50 theaters across the United States. And it's going to be a different cut of the film. It's going to have like an overture and uh, intermission. And like, it's going to be like an old, like. Have you looked at the theater list? Did we get some love out here in Denver or or the Springs? There's like an unofficial list. Um, There's one theater here in Atlanta that's going to show it. And I called them today and they kind of played uh, dumb with me. They they didn't. they wouldn't give me any information as to when the tickets go on sale, but it's got to be soon because the movie comes out Christmas Day. Uh, but it comes out everywhere else, uh, I think, January 1st, like you said. So There's only one house in Atlanta that has a 70 millimeter. Well, th- no, see, what happened was the Weinstein uh, company retrofitted, um, I think, 50 theaters. They were going to do 100 theaters. They couldn't fulfill that order. Um, so they're doing 50 with the actual film print. Um, they retrofitted the theaters, changed the screens, brought in these projectors. Uh, they're going to run it how Quentin Tarantino wants it shown. And then um, uh, they're going to actually, since they couldn't meet the full 100, they're going to have some digital uh, prints of this cut as well shown in some of the other theaters. I'm sure you're going to have one out there in Denver or some somewhere close by. We like, actually get really lucky here in the Springs. We got the raid too right down the street. Oh wow! I've, uh, I've I've pulled up this unofficial list, and the only one here that I see is in Denver. But I will go to Denver to see that with you. Uh, we we have to go day after Christmas because I'm sure you've got um, you've got Titus, don't you? Nope. Let's go after my Christmas. I can get, I can be done by two p.m. We can be up in Denver by three and see the movie at five. There you go. Yeah, and it's it, they're going to go all out. It's going to be like because if you watch the featurette with Samuel L. Jackson and Quentin Tarantino talking about like how mo- movie going was a spectacle back in the day, and you know everybody got dressed up and went. So they're going to have like I think they're going to really do it. They're going to have programs. They're going to give you guys and. Uh, uh, play a little bit of the film score before the film, but they said like it's so beautifully shot with that seventy millimeter because they used the Panavision lenses that were used when they shot uh, Ben Hur with Charlton Heston, um, the same exact lenses uh, used on those cameras. So it's going to be a real treat for anybody who's a big um, movie buff, uh, you know, film lover. So. Well, we're definitely going to have to to go do that, and I'm sure you're going to be. I don't know if you're going to do that Christmas Day, David, but you're definitely going to try to see that that cut, the 70 millimeter, right? Oh, definitely. You know, I told I told my family, I was like, that'd be my Christmas present. You know, I just want to go go see that, please. You know, uh, let me cut out a little bit early and uh, go watch that. Um, I don't know if it's just the one day or if they're going to show it uh, multiple showings, but um, I'm excited. I am too, and I, my, my family is the type that if I show up on Christmas Eve and I do everything and have lunch, they'd have no problem with me going to see a Tarantino film. My, my, my family's pretty understanding. <laughs> oh, and, and a little uh, uh, warning, I guess, for the people who are going to see Star Wars. If you're going to a show, you know, after the first show, you know, wear some headphones or earbuds or something and, and just blast some music when everybody's coming out. Um you know, the show previous to yours. You don't want anything spoiled, I think, going into this. I'm not uh, going to be that guy. And I've only <laughs> seen it first because I don't want someone spoiling it for me. Right. Exactly. I, yeah. I have no problem with spoilers after it because I would have seen it, but they're not going to be generated from myself. Oh, yeah. yeah. And, and it's like, uh, I'm assuming everybody's seen The Dark Knight, correct? Uh, I'm not going to spoil anything by saying this. Uh Spoiler not, not alert, guys. Yeah. Uh, no, but, you know, Batman it's, it's like I went to the the midnight of um, the Dark Knight in IMAX, and there was a 3 a.m. showing after that. Um, and we were walking out, and one of the guys in our show w- walked by everybody in the line was like, oh, man, Harvey, Harvey Dent Two-Face dies. And <laughs> one guy actually got out of the line what a and chased him dicks. down. Yeah, I was like, yeah, what? Uh, how these people have waited 
how long to see this movie and you just, you know, ruined it for him. So be respectful, you know, of your fellow moviegoers. Yeah, I can agree with that. Especially because, you know, you guys have both talked about it and like, I, I agree. I came into it starting where I, I didn't want to be stoked because as everyone says, one, two, and three were just horrible. But, you know, I learned that the people doing the choreography did the choreography from Raid. Yes. And that's insane because Raid 2 was my favorite movie of last year. And then... Frizzell actually turned me on to the Raid, Tyler, before I moved whoa. here. Yeah. Well, I have you to think then because yeah. Eric showed me the Raid one day. One day I was just like, oh, I can't be that good. It was <laughs> phenomenal. And then Eric was like, oh, I'm getting ready to go watch the Raid 2 and almost didn't invite me. And I was like, look, motherfucker. (laughs) I almost went by myself because I was going because I knew it would only be here for a week. Yeah. And I was going too. (laughs) Well, yeah. And it's it's like I had heard about that film when it came out and it was uh, it showed at the I guess it won the Midnight Award at the South by Southwest Film Festival. And so it came to uh, Hollywood cinemas here in Gainesville, Georgia. And it was in the tiniest theater. Nobody came to see it, but I went to see it because I knew, you know, what it was about. And I was like, oh, this is awesome. So I was like trying to tell everybody, hey, you got to check this movie out. Uh, the co- fight choreography in it is a- amazing and the editing. And so um, when the second one came out, I was like, I got to see this with a crowd. And so it just so happens it was playing at the uh, Atlanta Film Festival uh, that year uh, when uh, The Raid 2 came out. And so... Um, I went and it was a packed house and it was just awesome watching, watching that, that movie with a crowd. And so I imagine, you know, going to see star Wars next week with all these people, you know, who have grown up with it and watched it, you know, and, and it, this, these stories that George Lucas had created, you know, inspired them, you know, to be storytellers too and whatnot. I think it's going to be really a special treat to see it with all these other fans and like have everybody, you know, cheering at the right moments and reacting uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be something else next week. Oh yeah, I, I went and saw the Back to the Future trilogy, and seeing that in the theater again with the room full, every other person was dressed as Marty or Doc. Seeing that with a room full of fans, it was it was an absolute treat. Uh, so I, I'm hoping Star Wars is gonna be the same way because you imagine people that are gonna be there at 7 p.m. on Thursday night. You're they're not casuals. Oh no, yeah, and I mean it's like these people. Uh, lined up at the Chinese uh, Man Theater. I don't know if you guys saw that. Um, yeah, I did. Uh, they're already lined up for a few days now. I was actually getting on the plane. I'm wearing a Star Wars T-shirt on the plane today, and the guy sitting next to me is like, "Oh, let me show you my phone. I was up at the uh, Chinese Theater, and uh, and uh, all these Star Wars fans were already out there." And he like showed me the you know the picture of all these people already you know dressed up and lined up out there, and so uh, you know those are the diehards. Um, but, um, it's, it's going to be awesome next week. I can't wait. And I can't wait to talk to you guys, you know, after we all see it and see what everybody thinks. Uh, and actually that was going to lead me kind of into our wrap up tonight. Number one, we'd love to have you back to talk post after we've all seen the movie. Number two, we will be in Georgia. It's looking now end of February, beginning of March. Uh, we'd love to see you then too, man. Even if it's just to sit down and have a uh, breakfast, lunch, or dinner, uh, we'll be, we'll be down in Atlanta making a movie. So Oh, yeah, yeah. I heard you guys talking about flying out here for that. Um, that's kind of right at the end of when I'm I'm going back and forth to L.A. until the end of February, early March, supposedly. So hopefully it, it lines up just right to where I can meet up with you guys when you come out here. Yeah, we'd, we'd love to. See. You're still up in Gainesville, right? Correct. Okay, that won't be too far from anywhere that I'm staying, either in Athens, Atlanta, around that. I'll probably be near Athens. Oh, Athens is a, is a good area to go eat. Oh, trust me, I went to college there. Yeah, so and, did I. <laughs> okay, yeah, and in fact, Tyler made me promise that if we went to Atlanta that I got him good food. Oh, yeah. He won't be disappointed. No, no, I tell people that all the time out here. The food out here is not bad, but it's not Atlanta. Right. We got some okay places, though. I mean, when you guys aren't busy slathering green chili on everything, the food's actually pretty fucking good. But <laughs> I love green chili, though. Yeah, of course <laughs> you are, because you're from here. <laughs> And and I love shrimp and grits, and you know, I mean, I, we just love different things. But yeah, David, thank you so much for coming on and, and talking some Star Wars with us. Tonight. Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, Thanks for having me on. I, I'm glad I got to join you guys. 
No, absolutely, absolutely. So yeah, I guess uh, we're ready to wrap here, TRG, correct? Yeah, I think oh, so. Oh, one thing I do want to mention, uh, I guess this will go out as episode 37. There will be three more before the end of the year. I think this is going to go up first, uh, just because Star Wars it, in, in a timely manner. Uh, we actually have already taped a great episode with Gamers Haven, though. That'll probably go up sometime next week. But... Uh, Beginning of January, one of our friends who I've gotten a lot of feedback on that came on the cast, Mac, is actually starting his own podcast called Why These Hoes Be Trippin'. That is going to be coming out sometime next year. Mac is super excited about it. Um, we're actually going to help him launch it. Uh, as well as our good friend Ben Rakowski will also be back to talk movies with us. I'd actually like to do a Frizzell Rakowski Episode getting get, really get down to it. You'd love Ben, David. Very, you guys have a very similar knowledge base of movies. Yeah. He's just older. Okay, yeah, that'd be yeah, awesome. I'd love to do like maybe we'll do a movie episode in January, not only to kind of talk about Star Wars. Ben really wants to talk about Jessica Jones. Maybe I can kind of bring everybody together and we'll talk about that. Oh yeah. But anyway, so not only will Bitface be bigger and better in 2016, but we're kind of going to have two spinoff podcasts. Uh, I, ben is kind of mixed up on titles right now. He hasn't decided what he wants to do, so I'm not going to mention what he's kind of thinking. Mac is pretty much sold on why these hoes be tripping, so that is going to be uh, Mac's podcast. So anyway, just a couple things to look forward to uh, over this busy holiday season, but you'll definitely be getting three more episodes of BitFaced. We'll get the year out with around 40 uh, and be ready to go starting at the beginning of January. So Tyler and I probably will take a couple weeks off here but you guys won't know the difference because we're still going to be sending some wonderful episodes your way. Anyway, um, always a pleasure uh, here in the Bit Cave to have a guest like uh, Mr. David Frizzell, huge Star Wars fan here. Across the table from me, as always, is Tyler Run TRG. I am Eric Hollis, and we are out. <laughs>